The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. Roster brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io SGPN. That's SoBet.io SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 17th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, currently 932 on the East Coast. And joining me to break down this MLK Day schedule in the NBA is my esteemed co-host and colleague, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling this uh, Monday evening, brother? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it every single time. You know, I had a bet with uh with an uh, uh, old-timer earlier in the season. I said, y'all can do as well as y'all want. I bet you you won't win one playoff game. Won't you won't win one playoff game. I cashed that late last night. Oh, my gosh. It was in perfect Cowboy fashion. Perfect Cowboy fashion for them to be able to control their own destiny. They had three minutes on the clock and went three and out. And then they come back and they run the ball with 10 seconds left in the game. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I just absolutely love the Cowboys. They always keep me interested. Always, 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 always. They always keep me interested. I love the Cowboys. Whoa, oh, boy. We knew that they were going to lose. Like, even like the 49ers, one of the hottest teams coming in. And not only all the self-inflicted wounds that the Cowboys had uh, with the amount of penalties that they had, but the 49ers, man, they're, they look dangerous right now. But, yeah, glad the Cowboys are out of the NFL playoffs, man. All right, so for today's schedule, uh, we're going to go through these games, guys. I know we got some early starts here today um, and games all throughout the day uh, in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, we'll maybe touch on that at the end, get some thoughts from Terrell about Dr. Martin Luther King, but, uh, let's quickly recap our picks from, uh, Friday Terrell. Uh, you carried the weight for the team as far as the lock and dog, your dog, sorry, your lock cashed easily warriors plus the four. Uh, I believe this was against the Chicago bulls. Um, on Friday, they got the easy victory there. Uh, let me see the score here. Yeah, 138-96, uh, led by Jonathan Kaminga, who had 25 points off the bench for the Golden State Warriors, as well as Jordan Poole contributed 19 points, but easy, easy victory there. And then your dog also came through. You had um, 
the Minnesota Timber, oh, sorry, the Dallas Mavericks against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And we said this, Terrell, this was uh, looking like a very, very trappy line because the uh, at the time the Memphis Grizzlies had won uh, 11 games in a row, but the Mavs go into Memphis, get the easy victory there, 112-85. But a couple of sweat-free uh, victories for you there, buddy. Yep, very, very much so. Um, it was just a good read. It was really just yeah. a good read, a good – 2-0 day on the mark. Well, 3-0 if you uh played that Warriors money line with the lot. Mm-hmm. So I definitely I definitely sprinkled on the money line with that lot. Very, very sweat free. Uh the, the Bulls just don't play well. The Bulls just do not play well against competition. Yeah. They uh, they do have a win against the Nets earlier this season, mm-hmm. which can be uh commended, but the Bulls just do not play well on the competition. They really don't. So I'll be looking to fade them at other spots and we'll talk about them a little bit more later. Yeah. Quickly to go through my picks, uh, took an O and two day on my lock. I had the over in the Raptors and the Pistons game. The shooting here just did not show up for the Toronto Raptors. Um, they were 32% from the field, 11 of 38 from three point land below 30%. Uh, didn't even hit the 90 point mark and that's not going to help your over. So took it on the chin there. Then I had the Rockets as my dog. Uh, early on, it looked good. But again, the second half is where the Kings kind of took over, outscoring the Rockets 61 to 54. But this was a set of a back to back, you know, two games playing each, uh, two teams playing each other in consecutive games. And the Rockets came back yesterday uh, and got the victory there. So I was on the wrong side of uh, the Rockets, at least on Friday. But my Friday's parlays came through a 91 winner there. Hope some of you guys tailed on that one. I know um, a couple guys in the Slack channel uh, tailed on that. So at least that got me in the plus for the day. But um, yeah, let's put a bow on that for the Friday games. Uh, Terrell, anything else you want to get off your chest or you want to uh, get into these Monday uh, games? No, we can get into the games. I feel good. Yeah, let's get into these Monday games. The first game on the board here is the New Orleans Pelicans going into Boston, which has a 1240 Eastern time tip off. Um, Currently seeing a line of Boston Celtics minus five and a half, minus six, a total of 215 and a half. Let's check the injury report here for both of these squads. Uh, Boston Celtics only have Marcus Smart in health and safety protocols, uh, and everybody except for Zion is active uh, for the Pelicans, except for Kira Lewis Jr., uh, who is out for the uh, foreseeable future. But start with the side here, Terrell, five and a half, six-point favorites for the Boston Celtics. What are you thinking? This is weird. It's very hard to, as everybody knows, it's very hard for me to back Boston. Yeah. Like very, very hard. No matter what the situation is, no matter who the personnel are, Boston just underwhelms. They underwhelm. So it's hard for me to look at this squad that has, and I talked about it last time, they have two top 25 players. They have two top 25 players on their team, but they just continue to lose a bunch of games they should win. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of games they should win. And so why is this any different than a Pelicans team that's been playing better? Like the Pelicans have been playing pretty good basketball as of late. And so I'm trying to figure out, I guess maybe, you know, they're coming off a of back-to-back where they just played the Nets in Brooklyn. But 
they handled the Clippers as they should have. They should have actually absolutely destroyed the Clippers, and they did. They beat a very good Timberwolves team. They stayed up there against the Raptors. They beat the Pelicans. I mean, they beat the Warriors when the Warriors were shorthanded. And, you know, going back to even the Suns game and like it and the Jazz game, they weren't out of those games. Those are two good teams, but they weren't out of those games. So I'm just looking at the body of work and what they're doing recently. And I think of comparing that to Boston, and I don't expect I don't see how I can lay two possessions with Boston. I don't. I don't understand how I can lay two possessions with Boston. Yeah. I don't trust them. Their bench is thin at best. Now, the and that's probably what's going to be the difference is it's probably going to be the bench. The bench is probably going to be the dis- difference for the Pelicans because the Pelicans got some very good players coming off the bench. Nikhil Alexander coming off the bench for them and giving them a real spark into that second unit. And that's somebody that I could see in this game really going off. Give me the Pelicans in the points. Does Boston win the game? Probably. Boston just played a depleted Bull squad. Yeah. And won by two. So I can't, I can't, I can't back that. I cannot back that. They just played a, a they just played a depleted Brook, uh, Chicago Bull squad without two of their best players. And they won by two. I'm, I'm good on them. I'm good. Give me the Pelicans <laughs> plus the six. Yeah, this is hard for me to back this Pelican squad, um, especially on the road, man. They have an overall uh, straight-up record of, let's see here, on the road, um, 6-16 and in 22 games. And I think we can say the same thing about Boston. Like, they haven't been a great home team, at least I guess the spread either. Uh, For the Pelicans, they're 7-15 I guess the spread in road games there, um, six and 12 ads road underdogs. Um, yeah, I think that the Pelicans, yeah, despite beating a depleted, a depleted Chicago Bulls squad, like you said, they've won for the last five games. So again, it hasn't been against stellar competition, but I can't look past the struggles of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, especially on the road. So I'm going to, I'm going to back Boston here. If they, um, if if they don't if they don't get the victory or cover cover the spread, I'm gonna blacklist them like you have, Terrell. So I'm gonna go with. I mean, the, but look look at this, look at this. You're talking about that. Boston's nine and twelve and one at home yeah. against the spread. Nine, twelve, and one. That's not yeah. that's not good either. Like Boston, I just don't. Two possessions is a lot. Two possessions is a lot for me to sit here and say that Boston's just gonna run away with it. And maybe they get some fouls late. Maybe they mm-hmm. foul late, and that, yeah. that pushes them over the line. If that happens, then I'll hang my hat, and you know you got it. But yeah. I don't trust this. I don't trust this team not to blow it. I don't trust them to have a eight point lead with a minute thirty to go and to keep the cover. I don't. I really want to see what their first half trends look like at home this season. But I'll back the Celtics here for the maybe the last time if they don't do do me well. But uh, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Boston seven and twelve as a home favorite. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna back yeah. it. <laughs> What's the what's the total? What's what are you seeing for the total? Uh, total. Let me see here. I am seeing Boston and New Orleans two fourteen and a half is consensus. I mean, Boston in the last five games is holding teams to under hundred points. That is top five in the NBA. So I give them that much. Uh, hmm. Pelicans not much further. Fifteen at one hundred seven points. 
and they're kind of iffy on the road. Yeah, Boston's up to number I'll five go, in defense, I'll, too. I'll go under. I'll okay. go under. I just can't see myself taking a Boston over at this yeah. point. And, you know, I've been riding that trend for a while. I'm just going to keep it going. I can't see myself taking a Boston over, so I'll go under. Yeah, early start here, too, as well for both of these squads on a Monday. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? If, if the Pelicans do well, it's probably going to come off of Brandon Ingram. Yeah, 100%. This should be a spot. Uh, Brandon Ingram wants to get up for this spot against, you know, some other lottery top five picks. So, yeah. Yeah, currently seeing his points prop at uh, Brandon Ingram. Mm, okay, it's taking a while to come up this far. Wait, uh, that's okay. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Charlotte Hornets headed to the Big Apple to take on the New York Knicks, where the Knicks are currently a one-point favorite. Uh, let's get to the uh, sorry a total of uh, two sixteen. Checking the injury report for both of these squads uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. is still in health and safety protocols for the New York Knicks. Nerlens Noel Noel is out with left knee soreness. Cam Reddish has a right ankle sprain. Uh, Kimba Walker is questionable today. Uh, for the New York Knicks, but everybody else is a go. Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus one at home for your New York Knicks. What are you thinking? I struggle with this because the Knicks defense has been on the late. And the Hornets defense. Yep, that's what I was just about to get to, too. Uh, 98.8%. I mean, 98.8 points per game are the New York Knicks in the past five games. That is good for second in the NBA. Charlotte Hornets at 106-13, best in the NBA, which is extremely good for them seeing how they were giving up 120-plus points for majority of the year. Yeah. I want to go with the Knicks here, and I may end up changing my mind back. Okay. However, I just teams get up to play in Madison Square Garden. It's so hard for the Knicks to cover games at home because of just what that atmosphere means and how much everybody gets up to play. And to think about what the Knicks' weaknesses are, they give up a lot of points to the shooting guard, like to the guard position in general, not just the shooting shooting guard position particularly, but just to the guard position in general. So Terry Rozier, very, very good game. He knows about Madison Square Garden. He's been there, done that before. You have LaMelo Ball. It's just a lot of scoring. And I'm not certain if the Knicks defense can keep up with all that scoring that I'm expecting the Hornets to do, even though they've been playing very, very good of late. This line was at two earlier. Now it's at one maybe is money coming in on Charlotte? I'm leaning Hornets here. I'm leaning Hornets. Yeah, I'm leaning Hornets as well in this game. Um, I'm currently seeing that 68% of the money is on the Charlotte Hornets. 58% of the tickets are on the Hornets. Um, the line opened up at minus two, went down to one and a half, but I'm starting, starting to see some one and a halfs coming back up here, but yeah, I think that you're right. You hit the nail on the head about the handicap with the uh, New York Knicks really struggling to defend the um, guard positions, right? When you have guys like LaMelo Ball coming in to 
Madison Square Garden. You have Terry Rozier coming in at Madison Square Garden. Those two guys are going to want to get up and play. And, and we've harped on this all season long is that, you know, these players want to come in and put on a show, especially on Martin Luther King Day. It's an early start. Um, they want to put on a show. So, um, you know, both of these teams have been playing well. And this line is indicative of that, right? The New York Knicks have won five out of the last six games. Uh, they've covered five out of the last six games. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets have uh, won four out of their last five, and they've, they're four and one against the spread in that span as well. Um, so I'll back the short dog here at one point, one and a half point um, with the, I'm sorry, yeah, with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? A uh, total of 217. I think I approve of Charlotte under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they've been playing well defensively, right? They're like you mentioned, they're up to, you know, 104.3 in defense. <clears throat> Sorry, defensive rating over the past five games. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I approve a Charlotte under because I do think at a certain point in time, the Knicks are going to try to take the air out of the ball a little bit. Okay. And I can see empty possessions. I can see this being one-sided going one way or the other, whether it is to New York or whether it is to Charlotte. I can see this being a one-sided affair, very much so. Yeah, for the – I think the hard part – I think whichever team dictates the pace is which way this total is going to go because right now Charlotte over the last five games – they're number four in pace, and the New York Knicks are dead last, number 30 in pace. So uh, it'll just be interesting which team establishes their pace and, and which way this total is going to go. And I think you're right also that whichever team is uh, dictating the pace, that it could turn out to a turn into a blow for one of these teams as well. So definitely going to be a fun watch here in the early uh, part of the day between these two teams, some great young talent between guard play. And again, the Knicks have some good young talent as well. So definitely looking forward to this game. Um, let's get over to the Nick, the next game, Terrell. We have the Philadelphia 76ers headed to the nation's capital, D.C., to take on the Washington Wizards, where I'm currently seeing the Philadelphia Sixers are favored by three points, a total of 215 and a half. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, Danny Green continues to be out for the Philadelphia 76ers. Shake Milton is also out. Uh, and Matisse Thibel is also out for the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Uh, for the Washington Wizards, everybody is the go. Ipsec Bradley Beal is questionable as he returns from health and safety protocol. So maybe check that before. And if you do bet this game, this game is a 2 p.m. Eastern start. Uh, the big news for the Wizards, they also got their center Thomas Bryant back. Uh, last week, who tore his ACL last season, uh, but he's back for the Washington Wizards. Uh, let's start with the side here, Terrell. We have a three, sorry, three point favorite for the Sixers here, man. What are you thinking? Who we um so Joel Embiid is on a tear. He is, yeah. He is, he is on an absolute war path right now. But and run through that run through that injury report one more time. Run through that injury report one more time. Just for the, for the Sixers, um, Danny Green, Shake Milton, and Matisse Thibault are all out. 
So and that's for the, the Wizards, that's the thing right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key right there. Matisse Thibault is the key right there. This guy is one of the best defensive players in the league. One of the best defensive players in the league. And I am concerned on what the Warriors' output is going to be against this Wizards team that plays. Right now, they're playing like they play like they have nothing to lose. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. And they're they dropped a bunch of games. I feel like this is I feel like this is a spot the Wizards get up for a good Eastern Conference opponent. That is that I, I feel like this is a spot where they get up for a good Eastern Conference opponent. Joel Embiid, I can see him going crazy, but when you I'm getting closer and, and you know I look at the bench and I'm looking down at the 76ers bench and I'm just not I don't know how they keep up with the Wizards tonight. If everybody's on and everybody's scoring and everybody keeps going, I have no idea how they keep up with the Wizards tonight. Are we uh, Brown, Niang, like Drummond, who just doesn't give anything to the offensive side of ball? And they play, listen to the minutes count for the Miami Heat game. Tobias Harris, 42 minutes. John B, 36 minutes. Tyrese Maxey, 40 minutes. Seth Curry, 40 minutes. So you have four people that play basically 40 minutes of basketball. Yeah. Now, I, is, that, is that attainable with a day of rest? A day of rest to do that again after? And that was a back-to-back. That was a back-to-back. Yeah. So they, they, were play, they played Boston before that. Now they got to rest a little bit more in Boston because they – they ended up, you know, blowing that one out of the water and able to sit down more players. But they still they still played about 40 minutes in Boston, too. Tobias Harris, 39 minutes. Joe Embiid, 32 minutes. Tyrese Maxey, 38 minutes. Seth Curry, 36 minutes. And now they don't have Matisse Thibault either. This feels like a spot. This One, the line should be larger. The line should definitely be larger. It feels trappy. It feels like everybody is going to be taking Philly because Philly is just playing great basketball right now, and I don't take that from them. I don't back the Wizards often, but I think as a dog, I think this is a good spot for the Wizards to get up for this game and get a sneaky win against one of the best teams in Eastern Conference. They're 22-21 and right now. They're trying to stay above 500 and stay in the playoff race and not dig themselves in more of a hole than what they've already dug themselves over the past month of basketball where they've just been losing a ton of games. So give me the 76ers. I mean, give me the Wizards and the points. I'll, I'll take the points. I think yeah, the, the Wizards can come in here and get a win. Yeah, Wizards 11-9 uh, against the spread at home uh, this season so far. 5-2 and two as home underdogs uh, so far this season. I think the key will be that, hey, they did get Thomas Bryant back that may be able to try to contain Joel Embiid. And like you mentioned, Joel Embiid is on a tear. But I think there are some athletic guys in that front court for the Washington Wizards that can kind of rotate off of him, right? You have Daniel Gafford, who has a lot of length. You have Harrell, who can try to contain him. And you also got Thomas Bryant back. So there's bodies that the Washington Wizards have that can throw uh, at um, – at Joel Embiid here tonight. Um, it does concern me they don't have 
uh, Bradley Beal. But again, there's more than enough, you know, shooting and scoring on this Washington Wizards team to compensate for that. Um, I was leaning towards Sixers, but I think you've kind of talked me off of it. Uh, so I'll agree with you. I'll, I'll lean with the Washington Wizards as well here today against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, this is just a spot for them to get. This is a spot for them to get up. They just lost to the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Very, very bad basketball team. They just lost to them by five mm-hmm. in a game where Anthony Simmons scored 31 points. Yeah. And Nurk had 23, 23 to add. Mm-hmm. So if they're, if they're doing that same, if it's that same concept and you're just letting their best scores get off, and Joel Embiid, because Joel Embiid can go in there and absolutely get off. Yeah. They also played this team in the playoffs and got swept. Did they get swept or did they win? No, they got swept. I think they got swept, yeah. I'm pretty sure they got swept. Got swept in the playoffs to the same team a year ago. It's, a, it's basically, really, a lot of these faces are new, like pe- new people. New people mm-hmm. in the building. And if Bradley Beal is in there, then it just doesn't. That's even worse. Because Bradley Beal is going to remember that L that they just took. Yeah, these so, two teams. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say these two teams did match up in uh, Philly on December twenty sixth, where Philly won that game one seventeen ninety six. So maybe add in a a revenge factor coming into their building now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think Philly is going to try to make this a defensive game, mm-hmm. and it's not going to work. It's not going to work, and the Wizards are still going to find ways to score the basketball. So give me the Wizards. Yeah, I agree with you. I lean with the Wizards as well in this game. Uh, anything else for this game before we move on, Terrell? No, I'm good. All right, let's move on to maybe one of the more exciting games here today as well as the Brooklyn Nets head into the Cleve- uh, to Cleveland to take on the Cavs. So the Cavs are a three-point home favorite, currently seeing a total of 221. Uh, obviously, the big news for the Brooklyn Nets uh, they will be without Kevin Durant for about four to six weeks as four to six weeks as he also suffered an MCL sprain uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. But um, as ZB pointed out in the NBA Slack channel that 11 of the next 14 games for the Brooklyn Nets are on the road. So they will have Kyrie for um, almost all those games for three games here. But uh, let's start with this uh, side here, Terrell, the Cleveland Cavaliers are minus the three against the Brooklyn Nets here today. It's hard not to take Cleveland. I I almost wish the Nets were still favored because I would feel so much better as getting Cleveland as a dog. Yeah. If but, Durant was playing, obviously this would be a favorite for the uh for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. But I don't think it matters. I mean, you don't? I don't think so. The market's caught up to it right there. They've caught up to, um, you know, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers just coming out and covering games. Uh, currently trying to see what the upgraded number is for them. Yeah, they're 28-13-3 against the spread. They're covering at close to, oh, yeah, a little bit over 68%. So in the first half, like we've talked about, and you've mentioned every time we talk about the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, that first half has been cashing. Yeah, no, I'm still on the first half. That's not changing just because the Brooklyn Nets are coming into town. They've covered a first half against the Brooklyn Nets already this season. Mm-hmm. Um, my issue is Kyrie Irving, to be honest. To be honest, Kyrie Irving is my issue here, and Kyrie Irving is the only thing that makes me hesitant on taking the Cavs full game. 
just because I know what Kyrie can do. Mm -hmm. And I would not be surprised if Kyrie came out here and completely obliterated this Cavs team, especially with Kevin Durant not in the lineup. Would not be surprised at all. I'm going to take my chances and bet against it and take the Cavs minus the three Yeah, because of Darius Garland and how he's been shooting the basketball and how he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Because they have the presence inside with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen that I don't think they have any way of stopping or containing. Yep. I think the Cavs will dominate the glass this game and make it very, very hard, limit limit a lot of possessions for Brooklyn. If Brooklyn doesn't come out firing on all similars, cylinders, I think the Cavs can get out early in this one as well because of the fact that they they able to – to dominate the defensive glass and then also take the ball up court and make the best of their possessions. So I'm going to go Cavs. I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. I don't like it. Kyrie Irving is the X factor here for me. If Kyrie Irving was not playing this game, I would lock this game with Cavs minus three or whatever the line is Mm because I don't think James Harden can do it by himself, and I don't think that they have a strong supporting cast around them. However, James Howard and Kyrie Irving together in that backcourt with the pieces they have around them, I think is pretty formidable. Yeah. So I'm going to take Cavs minus three, but I'm, and I'm going to hold my breath while doing it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tale of which team has more success because the strengths of the Brooklyn Nets is their guard play and the Cleveland Cavaliers really struggle to uh, guard the perimeter. But then on the flip side for the Cleveland Cavaliers, you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley inside. And I don't think Nick Claxton or LaMarcus Aldridge are going to be able to keep up with these two guys inside. So um, it's, it's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. I think you're right about in this one. Who? Claxton I didn't go through. Did I go through the injury report? I didn't. Um, so right I now. I think they're playing. Okay. So Mar- LaMarcus Aldridge is probable. On the injury report, as of this morning, he's uh, has a right foot soreness. You're right about Nick Claxton. He is questionable with tightness in his left uh, left hamstring. James Johnson is also out, and then for the Cavs, uh, Rondo is out, and we already know about Rubio and uh, Colin Sexton. Obviously, uh, Lamar Stevens also questionable for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But yeah, I think that's really what it's going to come down to is that like if the Cleveland Cavaliers have success inside. Uh, against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. There's nobody really on their team that's going to be able to guard uh, those two guys. And then again, on the perimeter for, like you said, uh, Kyrie Irving was one of my player props that I posted on the um, uh, article on sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get over his 22 and a half points here tonight. So, um, yeah, I'm going to for sure take the Cavs first half. I do like the over in this game, though, uh, of 221. I think that if the Cavs, if the, sorry, the Nets are making their shots, especially from three-point land, um, this might turn into a long game because the strengths of the Cleveland Cavaliers is not shooting a three-point ball. It's more them dominating inside and finishing around the basket. So um, first half for sure, Cavs. Uh, I will also agree with you and lean with the Cavs here. But won't be surprised if James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, and those guys just come out and play ball and, and kind of get up in the first game after they're going to be missing one of their superstars in this game. So um, anything else for this game, Terrell? Depending on how it looks, uh, depending on how it looks in the first half, I may get on the Nets on a live play. Okay. Yeah, depending definitely. On what that first half, depending on what that first half looks like, I may get on the Nets on the live play. I'm very, very, like very, very close to leaning Nets plus three here. 
I'm very, very close. And just check our picks on the NBA picks uh, channel. I mean, on the NBA picks site on sportsgamblingpodcast.com because yeah. I'm very, very close to changing this. I, I am really flipping both ways, and it's going to come down to who's available for the Nets and who they have available at the end of the day. If they have both Lamarcus Aldridge and Nick Claxton, then I may switch over. But if if Claxton can't go and anything else comes out, then I may just stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But as of right now, I'm going to say Cleveland, but I don't like it. Yeah, this is a, uh, a tale, like I said, a tale of which two teams are, are going to dominate on, on either the perimeter or inside the paint. But um, – Definitely, I'm. Mean, I am excited to watch this game as well here uh, tonight or this afternoon between these two squads. All right, let's get over to the next game, Terrell. We have the Chicago Bulls headed to Memphis to take on the Memphis Grizzlies, where the Grizzlies opened as a five and a half point favorite. Number is all the way up to minus eight, seeing some minus eight and a halves pop up. Total of two twenty five and a half. Let's check the injury report um, for the Chicago Bulls. The lengthy one. A lot of their guys are out. Lonzo Ball is out, left knee pain. Uh, Alex Caruso is still out as he returns from COVID. Um, and let's see, Derek Jones Jr. also out, right knee hyperextension. Zach Levine is also out, left knee injury. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, everybody is a go, except for Dylan Brooks. We know about he's going to be out for a couple more weeks here. But uh, Terrell, the Memphis Grizzlies coming off of a loss to the uh, Dallas Mavericks as they snapped their 11-game winning streak. Um, and then for the Chicago Bulls, like we talked about, they played two teams there, um, got absolutely crushed by the Brooklyn Nets. They got crushed by the uh, Golden State Warriors, and then they lost to Boston the other night. So they've lost four out of their last five games here. Um, but let's start with the side here, Terrell, minus eight and a half for the Memphis Grizzlies. What are you thinking? Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I, it's hard to back the Bulls. It is very hard to back the Bulls in this spot. And they have the talent. They have the talent to get this done with DeRozan, Vucevic, Kobe Whiteley in a way. Mm -hmm. I like this line better where it was at, but eight is a lot. Eight is a lot for Memphis that really doesn't get up to play these Western Conference teams like that. I mean, these Eastern Conference teams. They don't get up to play these Eastern Conference teams like that. Um, Memphis is 7-5 against the spread against non-conference opponents. Okay. And Chicago um, is 8-6, so they're right one and two beneath each other. They're uh, right below each other. I think Vucevic can have can have a game. Desomu coming into that lineup, that starting lineup is very very interesting. He played very very well against Boston. Nine for ten, three for three from three, ten assists, <laughs> twenty one points. That was very very good. I'm not certain. I'm not certain that they're going to get this this amount of production from all those guys again. I don't know what they're going to get from their bench. I. Not so. I, I have to see it again from Desomu. He had three yeah. minutes, so that was the most work he's gotten all season. He's mm-hmm. and I we know he's a player. Like we know that from from when he was at Illinois. We yep. know he's a baller. Yeah, we know he could. Kobe White, same thing. Very good game. 
good production. They play Boston. Boston has been playing well defensively. It can't all be DeMar DeRozan. And I'm not certain that they're going to get this same performance from. Hmm, but the Memphis isn't that good defensively. I'm going to reluctantly. I just feel like all the money. Maybe the line was better where it was opened at. Mm-hmm. But eight is a lot. I think it meets somewhere in the middle. And if you got eight, you're a little too late to the party if you're taking Memphis. So I'm going to take the Bulls. Yeah, I'm trying to see where this line opened up at uh, for these two squads. Um, let's I'm pretty see. sure I, I said five, five right? Yeah, it was today. five and a half. Uh, now it's all the way up to eight. So, yeah, if it was uh, inside of two possessions, I did like it for Chicago as well. Um, if this number get, it's currently, I see some eight and a halves out there. If this number gets to nine on a couple of my books or my outs, I will probably pull the plug on the Chicago Bulls here. Um, but it just feels like, like things like Memphis is, Memphis just might start a, just come out and just play really well after that loss they took against the Chicago, sorry, against the Dallas Mavericks. And, um, the, the the part that it concerns me about the Chicago Bulls right now is that they don't have a lot of their defensive guys in the lineup. And over the last couple games here, they've given up 113. Uh, they only gave up 87 to the Detroit Pistons, but they gave up 138 to the Nets, 138 to the Chicago, sorry, to the Golden State Warriors. In their last game, even against a Boston squad, they gave up 114 points to L. So, it's a little concerning for me. Um, gun to my head here. I don't love this game either. I would – God. I think I'm over the I'll, – I'll go with Memphis. I think I'm kind of overthinking this. I, I think uh, defensively, this team is struggling, especially without AC out there, without Lonzo out there. Um, who's going to guard John Moran on this game? Maybe is it going to be DeMar DeRozan? Is it going to be DeSumo? I don't think he's going to be able to stay in front of a guy like John Moran. So, um, And, again, that inside presence – the interior defense, they really don't have one Chicago Bulls. Like Vucevic is not a interior defensive player. So I think John Moran's going to be able to get to the rim at will in this game. Jaron Jackson Jr. straps some finishes around the basket. Um, so I'll go with Memphis here, minus the eight and a half. Um, do like Memphis team total here as well for this uh, game. I think they just come out and play really good offense. Like I said, defensively, Chicago has really been struggling uh, without their main uh, perimeter defenders with AC and Alonzo Ball. Alonzo was playing this game, but could be a completely different conversation, Terrell. But uh, I'll leave with Memphis here. Any thoughts on the total here? I don't see why DeMar DeRozan and John Morant can't be both well into the 30s, DJs only into the 40s for both of them in this game. Mm. I don't see anything. I don't see anything that they have. Dylan Brooks is not out there. No. I don't see anything that Memphis has to slow down DeMar DeRozan because he's probably going to need to do a lot. I do not think, and DeSomu, Kobe White, and the rest of that Bulls supporting cast can change things. And that's why I'm ultimately on the Bulls because I think that they, they will, I'll be somewhere in the middle. I don't think that they're going to do nothing, but I don't think that they're going to get the exact same production that they got against Boston. But I think DeMar DeRozan can come in here and score 30-plus, 40-plus points. And I think John Morant can do the same. So give me the over. I think okay. points, 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 points. I think we're going to get a lot of points. 
I just it's gonna be the basket is gonna be very big. The basket is going to be huge in this game. Like the basket is gonna be huge, and I just see things going in. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. Okay, so I just see you know a lot of shots going in for both sides. A lot of the work being spread around both teams. Yeah. But I think it's being it's gonna could. I think it's going to be concentrated on Ja and DeMar DeRozan. This is probably one of those games where the stars star. Okay. Because nobody can stop them. There's yeah. no, there's literally no option in why break something that, like, why break it? National yeah. televised game. Nationally televised game. This is, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Yeah. It's on TNT. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Nationally televised game. Give me it over. Give me it over. It's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, and and over the past five games here for the uh, Chicago Bulls, uh, they uh, are all the way down to number 29 in defensive rating. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies are at number 13. I think this is is something that we I really like looking at when we're talking about overs and things like that. Uh, Memphis, number three in the entire league over the last five games in pace. Uh, Let me filter it to over the last 10 games, and they are still number five. So they've been pushing the pace here. For the Chicago Bulls, um, pace-wise, they're down to number 22. But again, I think offensively, their offensive rating is up over the past couple of games here. They, they're they hovering um, around – where did they go? I just saw them. Yeah, they're top 10 at number 7 in offensive rating. So uh, you're right. I think we see uh, a lot of shots being made in this game. And again, the pace-wise, I've been watching a lot of Memphis games recently. They really do like pushing the pace with uh, John Morant and such. Um, quickly at the player props you were talking about uh, for these two players, the stars, uh, DeMar DeRozan, 27 and a half and uh, John Morant at 25 and a half. But I think that one thing that also stuck out to me before we move on to the next game, um, assist for DeMar DeRozan, uh, the market currently has it at six and a half, but he's gone over this number in five out of the last six games. And, He's had seven at seven assists at least in three out of the last four. And then the prior to those four games, he had eight and eight. So maybe keep an eye out for that if you do want to play an assist prop on DeMar DeRozan here tonight, especially at plus 115 at six and a half for DeMar DeRozan. Um him anything Kobe else? White. Him and, and Kobe White, not or and Kobe White. Kobe White's at four and a half, minus one eighteen. That's what I see. Yeah. I like him and Kobe White. I think Kobe White is going to be the primary ball handler for this team and to get in a game where I expect the ball to go in the basket a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Kobe white can get five assists. Yeah. Let's see what Kobe white quickly before. Yeah. He had five in the last game, um, but now he's going to have to play heavier minutes with the injuries that they are dealing with uh, the Chicago bulls. All right, let's move on uh, to the next game. Terrell, the next afternoon game, we have the Indiana Pacers headed into LA to take on the Clippers. We're currently seeing the Clippers as a minus one and a half. Um, yeah, consensus minus one and a half point favorite here. Uh, total of 209. Let's check the injury report for both these teams. Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb are both questionable. Miles Turner is out for this game for the Indiana Pacers. Um, for the LA Clippers, we see Luke Kennard is doubtful for this game, but everybody else is a go. Obviously, no Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for the L.A. Clippers. Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Uh, minus one for the L.A. Clippers at home hosting the Pacers. Clippers have to win this game. They've been playing well as of late. So, 
They have to win this game to even. The crazy thing is that they're they're eighth in the Western Western Conference. Yeah, that's the really the crazy thing. The fact that they're eighth in the Western Conference. They have to win this game in a game where the Pacers are depleted in a game where this is the closest thing to full strength that you're probably going to see for the rest of the season. It's outside of Kawhi Leonard coming back. Yeah. They have to, you're, you're slumping. You did it. You played pretty well at home, pretty decently at home. Last time you're here, you won two or three with a 25 point comeback to the nuggets. The Pacers are a squad that you got to get up out of here. They're not a good team. They're not a good team. You got to get you got to get the Pacers up out of here. I'm hesitant because the Pacers play beat teams that they should beat, but I'm not 100% certain that the Clippers is one of those teams. Yeah, I if think the Clippers if the Clippers were missing anyone else, I would be on the on the Pacers, but I think they have enough pieces here playing in the game where they should be able to handle the Pacers at home. For the Pacers, I'm looking at it. If they were favored, I would be on, even if they were favored by one point here or two points, I would have automatically been on them because they are 0-7 as road favorites so far this season. 8-11 and overall on the road. 8-4 and as a road underdog are the Pacers. But, I mean, this is essentially a pick and when it's at minus one, minus one and a half. Uh, for both of these teams. So, yeah, I think the Clippers, um, I think the guard play may shine here tonight, Terrell, with Eric Bledsoe, uh, Reggie Jackson. Um, and then I think the interior is Zubach going to be able to uh, contain and take Sabonis out of this game is going to be the bigger question. Um, I think there's a good, I think you're right. There's a good spot for the Clippers to just come out and get this victory. Um, for the Indiana Pacers, I mean, they have now lost uh, God, what, eight out of their last nine games here, maybe more than nine out of the last 10 games here. Um, so they're not playing well. For the Clippers, we know the story, right? They're without their two superstars or one superstar and one all-star. Um, at On the road, just not a great road team, but at home at least so far uh, for the L.A. Clippers, they're four, four and three as home underdogs. 7-12 and 12 as home favorites, but I don't really consider this a, a huge favorite spot when it's only one and one and a half. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with the Clippers here. I think they're the more healthy team. Um, definitely a better bench for sure at the Clippers. Um, so I'm going to lean with the Clippers, man. Any thoughts on the total here? Uh, the Clippers fucked me. I swear to God. <laughs> um, no, under. Under is the Clippers. It's still going under. All right, uh, let's take a quick break here, Terrell. We'll come back and we'll dive into the uh, night games uh, on this Martin Luther King Day uh, NBA basketball game. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Bet $5 and win $400 in free bets. Win a trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. 
you and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and $5,000 in travel credit. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. The NFL playoffs are finally here and prop swap, prop swappers are cashing in. Like Steve from Tennessee who last week sold his $250, 100-1 Patriot Super Bowl ticket for $2,500 on prop swap. Steve locked in his profit when he turned his $250 bet into $2,500. The buyer got great odds and the seller made 10 times his bet. Prop swap has thousands of buyers across the country so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets hurry and download the free prop swap app today prop swap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the based on the best value a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash cash match Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to uh, the first night game here. We have the Milwaukee Bucks headed to the ATL to take on the Atlanta Hawks. Currently seeing the Bucks opened up as a four-point favorite all the way up to minus five and a half at some books. Total is up to 230, 230 and a half for this game. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. Clint Capella continues to be out for the Atlanta Hawks. He's dealing with a left ankle sprain. Bogdan Bogdanovich is also out for this game with a right knee soreness. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday will be also out with left knee soreness. Um, and that is pretty much it for the Bucks. Start with the side here, Terrell. Um, minus five for the Milwaukee Bucks. What are you thinking? This is it. This is it right here. This is the spot. This is the weird spot. This is that weird spot where Atlanta just comes out of nowhere and plays up for this game. This is this is it right here. On Martin Luther King Day in the Martin Luther King uniforms that they love to play in. In Atlanta. This this is it. This this is it. <laughs> this is it. I don't even I don't even have a handicap for this game because Atlanta's been playing so bad. They've been playing so bad of recently. And I just knew, I just know. And I thought it would be earlier. I thought it would be a lot earlier than this. I just know there was going to be a stretch where Atlanta was going to turn around. They were just going to win a bunch of games out of nowhere in a row. I think this homestand is it. This next game against the Timberwolves, then they get Miami again. This, I think this is this it. Is it. This, this, this is it. <laughs> I, Trey Young, I, I, I foresee Trey Young going off having a great game. At the end of the day, even though they do not have Clint Capella, Atlanta found ways to win games against the Bucks in that playoff series. Mm-hmm. 
they also blew the Bucks out the last time the Bucks were in this building. Yeah. This this is it. This is it. I the Bucks haven't been playing that well. If we be completely honest. If we're being completely honest, it hasn't been playing they haven't been playing that well at all. They've been playing decently. Mm-hmm. They've gotten good wins again. They played up. They played up four teams. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been dominating. Like this hasn't been a dominant force. Like we've seen, we just look at the the two game set that they played in Charlotte. Yeah. Two games in Charlotte, they dropped both. Yeah. And they had Giannis. They had Chris Middleton. They had those two. They still dropped that set. Yes, they were missing a few guys in the COVID protocol. They still dropped that set. John Collins needs a really big game. He needs he needs a really big stretch of games. The Hawks feel like they're still in it. I don't know how true that is. I can't tell people how to feel. I'm not. The, I'm not a therapist, or I'm not anybody. I'm not going to sit here and tell people how to feel. But they feel like they're still in it. They feel like they still have a chance. They feel like they can go on a run, one of those second half runs, and just win a whole bunch of games and sneak into the playoffs like they did last year and have another good run. They feel like that, and honestly, that may be all they need to get up for this game. This feels like the spot that Atlanta gets up and they finally get that win that has been eluding them for so long. They have lost five games straight. Dropped two in L.A. Dropped the heat, a back-to-back set. Home and away. And then just dropped one to the Knicks. The Bucks feels like the game where they're going to get up. Mm-hmm. This feels like the spot. This really does feel I think this is a Trey Young game. I think Trey Young goes off in this game. I think he gets enough support from his supporting characters to support his antics of villainy that he has towards the Milwaukee Bucks. I think John Collins gets back on gets back right because he's been, you know, off and on for the majority of part of the season. I think he gets back right. I still like some of the pieces they have around them. I really do. I still like some of the pieces they have around them. I think they have a pretty solid team. I don't think they're going to struggle scoring the basketball, especially with how much points that the Bucs are giving up to the guards' position right now. I'm on Atlanta in the points. Oh, man. Uh, Atlanta is struggling defensively, and that's a big understatement because of where they are right now without Clint Capella in this lineup. They are number mm-hmm. 28 defensively uh, all the way down there with Chicago and with the LA Lakers. But like, you're right. This Guess who's is back. Guess who's back? DeAndre Hunter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, and I saw that last time I was looking at player props. Hey, DeAndre Hunter's back uh, tonight for the yep. uh, Atlanta Hawks. But yep. yeah, you're right. Like this is the ultimate get up spot, like MLK day in Atlanta. You're going to be wearing the MLK uniforms. Um, and like you said, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing down to competition. They lost their last game to the Toronto Raptors, 103-96, um, on Friday, or was it Saturday? It was Saturday. Um, and that was the game where they had Giannis, they had Chris Middleton, they had Bobby Portis playing in that game. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you kind of take a look at their game log, like their last two wins for the Milwaukee Bucks has been the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors, where they get up, like you said, for competition. 
Uh, I love the Trey Young props that you brought up. Uh, those are another uh, uh, props that I had already put in. I like his over 27 and a half points, and I like his over points and assists combined as well of uh, 35 and a half here tonight against the Bucks. I'm going to wait for this number to inflate a little bit, but definitely also leaning towards um, the uh, Atlanta Hawks in this game as well. Any thoughts on the total I don't think here? it's going to inflate. So that's the thing. I don't think it's going to inflate. If the pros, if the pros do what I think the pros are going to do, they are going to hammer the Hawks last minute in this game. Like absolutely hammer the Hawks last minute in this game. I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find an accurate record because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they've won it. They've worn the uniform since, but their first ten games wearing the uniforms, they're not, they're nine and one. I don't know what they're at right now. That's a stat. I don't know what they are right now. Okay. Because I know they've won the jerseys since then. Because this is going back to the uh, the playoff run. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find what they are now. I probably have to do some more digging, and I'll drop it in the Slack channel. Okay. But and I encourage anybody, and I guess this kind of gets into my Art Luther King tangent a little bit earlier. Just go look up what the meaning behind the jersey is, like the meaning of the different pieces of the jersey and everything, what that means to not only the honor of Martin Luther King, not only to the Hawks organization, but what it means to the city of Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. And on Martin Luther King Day, wearing the jerseys, playing against the Bucks, one of the best teams in the East, team that knocked you out last year, of the Eastern Conference Finals and ended that magical run. I am I'm on I'm on Atlanta. I feel like this is this is I feel like this is the part. I feel like this is the game where they just go they go crazy and they get up. They have fun, which looks like is the void in Atlanta right now. Yeah. And they get a lot of useful they get a lot of useful parts and pieces from people that you really wouldn't expect. So I think this is I think this is the game. I think this is the game. Let's go. I'm I'm on Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue against it. I just saw a six on them one of my books. So I quickly locked that up at plus six for the Atlanta Hawks while you were talking there. But uh let's finish off with the total here. Uh, currently seeing it pop up to uh, all the way up to 231 and a half, 230s on some of these books. But any thoughts on the total? Not really. Don't have a lean either way. If I had to play one, I'd probably play under because I feel like everybody is going to come in smashing me over. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think that this is just a get up spot offensively for the Hawks. I think they lock in defensively against the Bucks as well and try to keep the Bucks off the scoreboard and try to limit what they're going to do. So. I will get I'll take the under as well. I don't hate the um the Hawks team total here for this game. Uh let me see what it is at right now. 113. I mean I don't hate that number, but yeah, I'm kind of also leaning towards the under in this game. But um yeah, maybe an opportunity to see how this pace is kind of uh, unfolding this game and a good live opportunity between these two squads. Uh, let's move over to the next game, Terrell. We have the Portland Trail Blazers uh, visiting the Orlando Magic. 
where the Portland, sorry, the, yeah, the Orlando Magic opened up as a one and a half point favorite. Now the line has flipped the side of Portland where they are a two point favorite, currently seeing the total of 216 in this game. Uh, check the injury report here for both these squads. For the Orlando Magic, Wendell Carter Jr. continues to be out with a sore left hamstring. Um, MCW, Marco Fultz, Marco Fultz, sorry. Uh, the usual suspects continue to be out for the Portland Trailblazers. CJ McCollum is back today for the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard, we know, is going to be out for several more weeks. Larry Nance Jr. is also out. And Norman Powell is questionable as he recovers um, from uh, COVID-19. Start with a side here, Terrell. Portland favored by two points here. What are you thinking? Don't look now, but Portland is the 10 seed and in the playing game. This is what they do. This is what they do. They just find ways to end up going through later in the season and turning it on. And Magic haven't been that good at home, actually. They haven't, but Portland hasn't been good on the road either. <laughs> yeah, which kind of can- cancels out. And then – So let me read the ATS numbers I... while I get your thoughts uh, in order. So the Portland Travelers are 16 and 26 overall against the spread. They're 4-13 and 13 on the road. And the Orlando Magic are four and thirteen at home, so they have the same exact record against the spread. The Portland, yeah, Portland Trailblazers one and five as road favorites, and the Orlando Magic four and thirteen as home underdogs. So I think we could throw all that stats out the window for this game as we kind of handicap it here. And so I saw this line. I saw it when I was, you know, I'd be up before everybody back home is up. And I just be looking at lines and watch them move throughout the day. So I watched the line movement. And I was shocked because I was like, I mean, I don't see why Orlando would not win the game. I think they have a very good chance to win the game. I think they have the personnel and they have the ability, they have very good enough talent to stay in the game. And hearing CJ come back, it kind of makes me want to play it more because how effective is CJ McCullum going to be coming back? Yeah. Like how, how effective is he going to be? Is he going to shoot the ball? Well, is he going to throw off the rotation? Is Anthony Simons going to end up, you know, taking a backseat to CJ McCollum? You know, mm-hmm. that, that has to regulate uh, Ben McLemore back to the bench. How does he do in that situation? I don't really like their bench. I like the bench of of Orlando a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think Cole Anthony can can lead this team and have a really good game. Friends Wagner. I, I don't see who's slowing Friends Wagner down at all, actually, for Portland. So now I'm getting two and a half in a game that I think is a one-possession game either way. Hey, yeah. give me two and a half and give me the magic. Yeah, I don't really lean on the side for me. Um, I think the point that you have about the uh, CJ McCollum returning, what he's going to look like, is it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and again, Norman Powell is also questionable. So if Norman Powell was in this game, maybe a, a different story. But uh, I think both of these defenses will struggle here tonight. Um, I don't see a lot of defense being played between these two teams. 
Uh, maybe you see a lot of pace between young guys in this game, but Orlando has not won a game. Uh, I think they lost now, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 out of their last 12 games. Portland has won three out of the last four. They beat Sacramento Kings. They beat Brooklyn. They got trounced by the uh, Denver Nuggets and they beat Washington uh, where I think that was a game where you mentioned that Anthony Simons kind of went off, but um, I'll lean with Portland here. I don't love it, but um, I do like the over in this game of 216. Uh, any uh, thoughts on the total or player props for this game, Trill? I may have some plays on this game player prop wise. I can't get behind a total right now. Maybe over if I had to pick one. Okay. But this is – I don't know. I just think the magic can be in this game. I think the magic can be in this game. And Portland has been known to fold. Portland has a, a very good win against the Wizards where I was actually – no, I think I – no, I was, on, I was on Portland. I think I was on Portland in that one. It was like seven points or something like that. I thought that was a little bit too much for the Wizards. I think I don't know. I don't like Portland's chances on the road against the Magic, who are scrappy, 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 and there could be some chemistry issues over there in Trailblazers for them trying to get this back. And then, you know, they still got the Heat on deck. They got yeah. the Heat on deck. Uh, they're, you know, this road trip is not just starting for them. They're on the East Coast this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Magic. All right, let's move on to the next game here. We got four games left. Uh, we got the Toronto Raptors headed down to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. The Heat are a three-point home favorite, currently seeing a total of 208.5. Let's check the injury report for these two squads. Uh, Miami Heat, I think Bam is supposed to return today from uh, the right thumb injury. He's currently questionable on the injury report. Kyle Lowry is out for this game. Uh, that is it on the injury report. And then for the Toronto Raptors, um, Kim Birch is the only significant name and Gary Trent Jr. is questionable for this game for the Toronto Raptors. But let's start with the minus three here for the Miami Heat hosting the Toronto Raptors trail. What are you thinking? Oh, I'm on the Raptors. You're I'm on the Raptors. The Raptors. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Miami is a home as a home favorite. I don't know what the numbers is. You can tell me the numbers. Uh, home favorite. No bueno. Six and eight. No bueno. Not bueno. That's not good. I was on the when they were a home favorite against the 76ers. I was on them. I'll be on the Raptors here because, I, again, I believe the Raptors are a good team. Once again, you know, aside from a just random wacky game against the Pistons, they've been playing very, very well on their revenge tour to get back at the NBA after they were decimated by COVID for weeks, it felt like. Decimated. Yeah. They're on a revenge tour, and they're picking up a lot of wins right now, a mm -hmm. lot of really good wins. Fred Van Fleet playing very, very well. Pascal Siakam playing very, very well. Scotty Barnes is contributing when he can. If Gary Trent Jr. is in this game, he is going to be an X factor with what he can do from, from the three-point line and adding another level of scoring. OGM Nobly still playing very good basketball. The Raptors have a squad assembled. They, they are a good team. They have a squad assembled. Even though Kyle Lowry is not playing in this game, 
I think there's a little bit of from Fred Van Fleet, from Pascal Siakam, a couple of the guys like these guys, you left us to go play with these guys. I know that, you know, it wasn't all good in the organization, but you left and went to go play with these guys. Really? Like, really? Mm -hmm. All right, bet. We'll show you what we'll do to, you know, what we'll do to your team. We'll show you. So give me the Raptors. I think this is a get up spot for the Raptors. They're playing really good ball right now. Um, they got a really, really good win against the Bucks. Yeah. They keep it going. I think they keep it going. The Raptors are good, and they're good on the road. Like They battle, and they really give teams games on the road. Give me, give me the Raptors here. I like the Raptors in this spot. Yeah, Raptors 10-7 and seven against the spread on the road so far this season. They're 10-6 and six as road underdogs. Um, and like you said that, you know, they've now won, uh, let's see, six, seven, seven of their last nine games dropped two against the Detroit Pistons and the Phoenix Suns along the way. But that Phoenix Suns game, they had a, an opportunity to win that game, but, uh, faltered a little bit. Devin late. Booker happened. Yeah. Devin, Devin Booker, Booker happened. happened in that game. So you have Miami here going down to South beach. Uh, I think, the, like you said, maybe a sneaky, another place where people want to get up and play just because it is Miami. Um, for for the Toronto Raptors, and it's, it's another venue where maybe teams and players want to get up. But, yeah, you're right. Let's go with the road team here. Raptors, um, you know, as soon as they got all their guys back, like you said, they started balling Terrell. And, you know, that they, they've won seven out of their last nine games. This feels a little trappy to me. I think the line is a little trappy here, uh, minus three for the Miami Heat. But let's take the plus three here. Uh, any thoughts on the total before we move on to the next game, 208 and a half? Yeah, so with the total, I think this is like I think this is like the Suns Raptors game we just had. Okay. I think both of these teams lock in and dial in defensively against each other. These are two good defensive teams, like two very good defensive teams. Yeah. I think both teams lock in to dial in. I think both teams limit possessions. I can see where neither team has 100 and this game ends somewhere in like the 98-93 range somewhere like that. I think we're in for a very good game. I'm really looking forward to this game, actually. I think we're in for a very good game. I think it's tightly contested. I don't think it's a lot of points scored. So I'll go with the under. Yeah, both these teams are bottom fourth. I'm <clears throat> sorry, pace. Miami is number 25, and Toronto is number 29 out of the 30 teams in the NBA over their last five games. Let's get over to the next game, Terrell. Uh, we have the Phoenix Suns headed to San Antonio to take on the Spurs, where the San, sorry, for the Phoenix Suns. Are a five point, uh, let's see, sorry, four and a half point favorite. Currently seeing a total of 227 for this game. Um, let's start with the injury report for both these squads. Um, for the Phoenix Suns, not yet submitted, they are in a back to back situation. For the San Antonio Spurs, uh, everybody is back. Only person, maybe their role player, is uh, Trey Jones, who is in health and safety protocols. Want to take a look at Phoenix's back-to-back situation here um, and back-to-back games or spread numbers. Currently seeing the are two and four against the spread on back-to-back situations, and they are three and three to the total. Let's start with the spread here, Terrell. Um, minus five and a half for the uh, Phoenix Suns in San Antonio. Sorry, four and a half. I will take the melatonin basketball team in this one. I don't like it, but I will take. I'll back the melatonin basketball team. I think DeAndre Ayton. <clears throat> what'd you say about? I said I think DeAndre Ayton left the game yesterday against the Pistons because I did see Javale McGee played an extensive amount of minutes. Yeah, 
Aiden only played eight minutes last night in uh, Detroit. That's going to be big if Aiden can't go. It really is. He's really big for them. And the right Spurs play, play, the Spurs are playing pretty decent basketball. And don't look now. And this is the fun of the playing game. This is really the fun of the playing game. But the Spurs are a game. Is it a game or a game and a half? They're they're in contention for the playing game, basically. So game like all these little games as they keep going, as they keep racking up wins and getting so they're yeah, they're a game and a half. Game and a half, yeah. They are going to like these games mean a lot. They mean more. And in spots where some teams like don't really care or don't are kind of dragging their feet, like the Suns are going to drag their feet a little bit. They're on a back to back. They just blew out the uh, Pistons. They're on a back to back, going from Detroit down to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me the Spurs here, and I'm getting into two possessions. I'm getting yeah. into two possessions. I really was hoping that this line creeped up as the day went on and as I was watching, but it didn't it just kind of stay flat at this four and a half. Yeah. I like the Spurs. I think the Spurs can keep it close. Yeah. This is a third matchup between these two teams here uh, tonight for, um, for these two squads. I'm sorry. Um, and Santos Spurs have played it close. They've lost both games, but they've covered the spread in both of these games back on November 22nd. A 115-111 victory for the Phoenix Suns. The spread was five and a half in that game. Spurs covered. And then they also played each other on um, December 6th, where the Suns were a seven and a half point favorite. And the uh, Suns won that game only by four points, 108-104. So, um, yeah, you're right. They, they've been keeping it close here. I wish this was at five, five and a half, but at four and a half, uh, especially if the, I think DeAndre Aiden is not going to play in this game because it says he suffered a right ankle sprain. Um, so I, I think that again, in back-to-back situations, two and four against the spread for the Phoenix Suns, uh, give me these, the San Antonio Spurs as well. Shockingly leaning towards the under this game, you know, the first two games, uh, they haven't really gotten close to the totals. Uh, that first game, it was 220, it went over by six points. And now this total has adjusted all the way to 227 uh, before both these teams. So give me the under as well in this game. Yeah, I agree. All right. Agree. I'm all... Anything else for this game, Tro? No, no, I'm good. All right. Last two games of the night, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder headed to Dallas to take on the Mavericks, where the Mavericks opened up as a 10.5 point favorite, currently seeing 11.5 across the board. Total of 207 and a half uh, opened up all the way up to 210. Let's check the injury report for both these teams. Um, let's see. OKC are going to be without Isaiah Roby, uh, Kenrich Williams, but everybody else is a go. And then for the Dallas Mavericks, I do not see one submitted yet. But uh, let's start with a spread here, Terrell, uh, for the Dallas Mavericks, 11 and a half points. I think this is going to be a wake-up call for the OKC Thunder on the road. Now, well, let's look at the past three games. Past three games, they have gotten some of the best scoring output that they've had all season. 118, 130, 102. But the Dallas Mavericks 
don't look now, they're a top three defense in the NBA. Jason Kidd has come in. Mm -hmm. That coaching staff has come in, and they have taken the focus from what Rick Carlisle did and just making sure this team was able to put up points. And the focus has been on the defensive side of the ball. Complete 180. I cannot think of the last time that I've seen somebody make such a dramatic change in one year like that. That is a complete 180 from what they are doing on the defensive side of the ball this year compared to what they've been doing for the past three years. Mm. Absolutely major change. I am not sure that OKC can keep up with that. I think that the Mavericks are going to turn defense into offense. They're going to get out in the fast break, and they're going to get a lot of easy buckets. I know that SGA is going to have a game. SGA is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't depend on anybody else on the road. I really can't. Yeah, I'm all over. I'm. I'm on the Magic. I'm on the Mavericks here. It is a huge line. I know, and I don't like it because it's such a large line, and I don't know how to. How I can accurately say that the Mavericks are going to cover this big number? I wish it was smaller, but I can't back OKC right now. I can't. Yeah, this is the third matchup of the season between these two teams. They matched up back on December 12th, where the Dallas Mavericks won that game 103-84 as a four-point favorite, went under the total of 205 at 206 and a half. Sorry, 206 and a half. And then they matched up on January 2nd, where the Mavericks were a 10-point favorite, but they won that game by nine points, 95-86, another total of 206.5, which makes me question why is this total all the way up to 210 in these two games, where the Dallas Mavericks are, like you mentioned defensively, over the last five games, number one in the entire league in defensive rating. And it's not an anomaly, like you said. They've won, they're number five. Uh, for the entire season, if we want to look at it that way, uh, defensively. So they're up there with the Golden State Warriors, with the Phoenix Suns we talked about earlier in the year, Terrell, that these teams are great defensively, and Dallas has really turned around, and they are slow in pace as well. Number 29 in the entire season so far, and over their last five games, Dallas Mavericks are they're a little bit up as far as pace. But, um, yeah, like you said, the first two games, they've, they've crushed this opponent – um, I think they're going to find ways to try to limit SGA, but what are you going to get from the others? And I don't think it's going to be a lot um, from those teams or sorry, from those guys. So yeah, I agree with you. This is a big number for the Dallas Mavericks, but look, they're playing well. They covered, they're beating bad teams. They crushed the Orlando uh, Raps or Orlando Raptors, Orlando magic mm-hmm. the other night as an 11 and a half point favorite. So back at it again tonight. I'll also lean with the Mavericks here. Love the under in this game as well for the Thunder. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely on, on Mavericks under. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I'm going to just – and everything is telling me not to back this huge number with, the, with Dallas. That's just my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back that. There's a Jason Kidd changed the culture there. He changed yeah. the culture there. They're going to beat the shit out of this Thunder team as they should. Yeah, just to wrap it up on the totals, they're 28-13-2 on the season to the under, 15-4-1 at home uh, to the under, and uh, 10-2-1 to the under as a home favorite are the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, some strong uh, numbers backing the under for Dallas Mavericks games so far this season. 
Terrell, let's get to the last game of the night, buddy. We have the Utah Jazz headed to L.A. to take on the Lakers, where I'm currently seeing a line of the uh, Utah Jazz favored by four and a half points of this game. Total opened up at 231 and a half, seeing some 230 and a halves in this game. Um, let's start with the injury report for the squads. Um, for the LA Lakers, Carmelo Anthony is questionable. Anthony Davis continues to be out. LeBron and Dwight Howard are probable. Um, Utah Jazz did play yesterday uh, in the association. I'm currently trying to see who they played yesterday. Um, it was... And I was watching this game. I don't know why it's slipping my mind. It was the Denver Nuggets. They played the Nuggets. Yeah, they beat them 125-102 as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Went over the total of 223-and-a-half. But let's uh, look at the ATS numbers for Utah in back-to-back situations. Three-and-four against the spread. Three-and-four again on the total. Not much there. Uh, let's start with the spread here, Terrell. Lakers, four-and-a-half-point Sorry, home underdogs. What are you thinking? I want to trust LeBron. I want to trust LeBron so bad. He said that they're going to make it right. Apologize for how they're playing. But the Lakers team constructed right now. With Westbrook. And not. Yes. <laughs> is, is literally what is Westbrook, Russell Westbrook going to give me tonight? That's ultimately what it is. Is he going to give me a good efficient game? Sometimes I get a good game, it won't be efficient. Sometimes I'll have an efficient game and it won't be good. I can, if I can get a good efficient game out of Russell Westbrook, they have a chance against anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that is just not guaranteed. <sighs> I really need Malik Monk in this game. It's so hard for me to back the Jazz in this spot on a back to back. Well, not a back to back. Um, yeah, some backs back. They played yesterday. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, back to back. And <laughs> the Lakers just got blew out by this Nuggets team that the Jazz just blew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why is this not larger? I was really hoping. I saw this open up and I was like, oh, they're going to come in and hammer the Jazz. And then I'm going to come up behind them on the Lakers because they're going to bet the Jazz up too much. Because the Jazz are just fraudulent and they're not trustworthy. <laughs> they got to get back to 500. They got to get back to 500. Oh, man, this is so hard. It's just like you don't know because this Lakers team has the potential to beat anybody in the league, but they also can lose. And they'll more often or not lose. Five points. Lakers, I really just want to just bet the over. Just, right. give me the over. <laughs> just give me the over, and that's it. Honestly, I don't want to have to watch or this game do anything. I got to pick a side, so I'll take the points because ultimately, even how bad the Lakers have been playing, mm-hmm. I do think that the Lakers and the Jazz are closer to even than not. Okay. I don't think that it's a large disparity between how the Lakers are playing and how the Jazz are playing, to be honest. I think the Jazz just finish games and do a lot and play a lot better, and they don't have somebody that's literally sabotaging their team on their team. Yeah. But so I don't think these teams are actually that far apart 
in the spectrum, even with Anthony Davis out. I don't think that they're that far apart. And okay. if Anthony Davis is playing, I would definitely give a lean to the Lakers. Yeah. But four and a half, five, getting into two possessions, it feels like a little bit a lot. It feels like a little bit more than what this Jazz team has. And if LeBron keeps up to his promise, they just tweet out, they should get up for this game. I like Malik Monk. I like Austin Reeves. I think that those are two guys that can have really good games that really keep them in this. So give me the Lakers in the points. Bill. Yeah, I think the one thing that does concern me is that the three-point defense for the um, LA Lakers ranks number 29 over their last five games here. And we know Utah Jazz like to jack up the three-point shots, and they do make them as well. And they're number one in the league over the last five games and makes on on the season. They are around in the top five as well. So I think that's going to be a determining factor in this game as well. Um, I do like the over in this game. There's, I don't see a reason to back the under. I know they got Rudy Gobert back, did the um, Utah Jazz. But let me ask you this. Going from Denver and playing in altitude, maybe do the Utah Jazz have tired legs or do you think that doesn't matter being on a back-to-back situation that they're going into L.A.? versus having to go back home and play in altitude or that they're just used to it because they also play in altitude. I think there's a little, I think there's a slightly about amount of they're used to it. Okay. I don't think that that's going to be too big of a factor. I just think that if they come in here and they underestimate the Lakers, they're going to get punched in the mouth because yeah. the Lakers just got blew out by this team that they just killed. Yeah, over the last five games, uh, Lakers dead last in defensive rating. Utah Jazz also number 27, but that was, again, we talked about without uh, Rudy Gobert in the lineup. As far as pace, uh, Lakers are number seven in the entire league over their last five games. Utah Jazz middle of the pack at number 13. Do love the over in this game. Side, uh, God, if you're giving me points with LeBron as far as five, five and a halves, uh, reluctantly, I'll take the Lakers here. Oh, God, that feels so nasty with Westbrook. I just don't trust Westbrook, man. Um, give me the Lakers here plus the four and a half. Uh, I think I've backed them a couple times on Mondays, and they've kind of come through for me. So let's take the Lakers here. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? Uh, no, no, I'm good. All right, so that's the schedule for the NBA today. Let's take uh, one final break. We will come back and we'll get into our lock and dog for these MLK Day games in the NBA. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise money for charity along the way too. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 U.S. states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. 
through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via QR codes, text, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and you and see who can win and hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And don't forget guys, the SGPN app is now live on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our picks for this Monday schedule in the NBA. Uh, Troy, you want me to go first? You want to go first? You have the hot hand lately. No, we and that's because we have our mojo set. Okay. It's you and me. It's you All and right. me. We're not changing the mojo. Okay. So let me take a look here for my lock. Um, hmm. Let's go for my lock. Uh, do I like that under the Thunder and Mavs game? I don't want to give out a total. I think Clippers get it done today. Let's go. With, I'm going to back the Clippers. I'm going to, I'm going to try to be contrarian here. Let's go with the Clippers minus the one and a half against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, no miles Turner for the Pacers. I think the Clippers have been playing well at home. Um, guards should shine. And I say that with an asterisk, but um, Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Marcus Morris, these guys should get up and play. Ivan Zubac is there. I think you should be able to try to contain uh, Sabonis in this lineup for the Pacers. So give me the Clippers. Minus the one and a half as my lock for my dog. Um, I know you have a couple of options on which you like. I think you're going to take the Hawks as your dog. So I'll stay away from the Hawks. Um, Do I take the Wizards? Let's go Wizards. Plus 140 on the money line against the Sixers here. Um, this This number should be a little more for the Philadelphia 76ers here tonight uh, against the Wizards. They've been playing well, but the Wizards at home, give me the plus three and a half, plus 140 for the Wizards as my dog, Terrell. What do you got? All right. For my lock, I'm going double dog today. Okay. Yep, I'm doing it. Double dog today. So for my lock, I will have... The Raptors plus three. I think the Raptors are going to be in this game. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think this is going to be a close contested game. Okay. And it's going to come down to the last moments. I called Jimmy Butler to have a decisive game-winning bucket. I think that that could possibly be in the cards here if the Raptors do not just blow this out. I think that this is literally to the last second. One way or another, I think this is probably to the last second. Okay. So give me the Raptors plus three. I feel pretty good about that. 
I'm and I'm fading Miami as a home favorite. For my dog, you said it. I don't have much to go off of. I don't have a leg to stand on. They're playing really, really bad. But it is MLK Day, and they are in the MLK uniforms. And this is a year from when they de- debuted them uniforms. Give me the Atlanta Hawks plus 180 on the money line. Okay. I will, I will right. gladly take that. Atlanta Hawks plus 180. I just watched this line go up to six. So shop around. I literally just watched it change six. I'm on Atlanta. I think Atlanta is in this game. I think they get up for this game. I think they uncharacteristically win this game for how their season is going right now. I will take it. I will gladly take it. There, there are a lot of dogs that I do like today, but okay. I will make the Atlanta my dog. So there's my double dog. Give me Raptors plus three. Atlanta on the money line. There we go. So lock in dog for myself and Terrell on this MLK day uh, in the NBA. Uh, that's the show, guys. We tried to keep it short, but there was a lot of games here that we needed to get through. A lot of thoughts, as usual, like we both have. But uh, hopefully you guys can get to this as soon as possible um, with the games kicking off here shortly in the NBA. Uh, Terrell, any final thoughts uh, on this MLK Day? And let the people know where they can find you, man. At reallyreal underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. Um, to just wrap up the MLK Day, I think everybody knows this uh, symbolicness yep. and what he did for you know, people of color in this nation. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to just, you know, go through the day and just think about being compassionate, looking at things through love and not hate and pay just pay attention. I know, I know the demographic of the people, the, what the demographic is of people that watch this, that listen to this podcast. And I'm just asking everyone to just look at things from a different perspective, look at things with open eyes, look at things through love and compassion. And, you know, just educate yourselves on the thing on things that you don't know about. There is a large disparity in this country for people that look like me. And, you know, while it's not fair, we continue to push through, we continue to hope that one day will change, we continue to, to have different social justice acts and movements and things that we can do. You see the NBA making the push for it. It's going to take all of us at the end of the day. It's going to take all of us to see a change. So um, I just ask everybody, just kind of reflect on that and just think about that today. 100%. man. I cannot agree more with everything that you just said. Um you know, I don't care if you're white, black, Asian, yellow, pink, red. I don't care what your skin color is. You know, I've been taught growing up that, you know, you treat people equally. It doesn't matter where they've come from. You know, everybody has a heart at the end of the day. You know, there's mm-hmm. there are bad people out there, but one bad or a couple bad apples doesn't define an entire community. And, and you know, I've experienced this myself as well. You know, a lot of people I've had conversations with offline in the Slack channel. We, I've talked about this and a lot of times it's not always about sports. We sit up here and talk about sports and, and the NBA and things like that. But at the end of the day, we're still human beings. I've had the pleasure of meeting Terrell in person. It's not just over, you know, zoom. We, you know, we, yeah. we sat down and had dinner with the DJs when we were in Vegas for NFL week one, an absolutely class that guy, great guy to hang out with, to have a conversation with, um, you know, glad to, uh, that I'm working with, 
Terrell, glad I can call him a friend as well. So, you know, like, like Terrell said, I think the best thing to do is educate yourself and just take a look around of what's happening in the country and, and just take the hate out of it, you know, love one another. And that's pretty much what it is, man. So, uh, yeah, to make sure, I think the biggest thing today is, yeah, we have a lot of sports going on today, but also take some time out and educate yourself about what Dr. Martin Luther King did for this country. Um, and, and, you know, we as a country, I think we still have a long way to go. But like you said, the NBA is making the right things or doing the right things, at least uh, to, you know, for all the social injustice and things like that. So um, enjoy the games, but also, guys, educate yourselves about what Dr. Martin Luther King did for this country as well. Um, that's the show for today, guys. Make sure to head over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, like Terrell said, hit that NBA tab. Our, our minds may change throughout the day or as we get injury news. So make sure to uh, get our updated picks on uh, our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Hit that NBA tab. You'll see NBA picks picked for myself and Terrell throughout the day. Um, good luck with your picks today um, and throughout this week. Let's get this week started strong. I will be back tonight uh, recording for tomorrow with uh, ZB. We'll talk about some injury news. We'll talk about another division in the Western Conference, and then we'll uh, handicap the two games that are on Tuesday uh, in the NBA. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to get it.